This is Wilson Houston, and you are listening to the Otaku Observer Podcast, Episode 4. Domo and Arigato, thank you for tuning in to episode four of the Otaku Observer. Um, so one thing I want to talk about today is I know that some of you that are listening may be first time um, kind of listeners or watchers of anime. Maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't watched that much anime before, or maybe you're just trying to figure out what anime really is a good one to kind of start to dip your feet in to get an um, idea of what anime is. So today I wanted to um, give you some, give you a short list. Um, I, I, I picked out three shows that I've seen before that I feel might be some good um, anime to t- kind of start off with. Um, something that's basically not too dark, um, not too, you know, not too much of a kind of gory, hard thing to kind of watch. You know, um, for those of you who aren't score squeamish, or you don't really care about fighting and extremeness, um, you know, so or and maybe you don't really care for the mainstream anime like Naruto and um, well the current ones, you know, well with the current ones now, um, Demon Slayer or um, uh, Sword Online Azacation or any of those. Maybe you're not too. Maybe you don't really care for the main for some of the main um, attractive ones. Um, fairy tales well um, maybe you care for something that's a bit more on the side that you just feel like you know you just want to watch a good story you want to see a good story or see something that kind of more of a feel-good thing and to move on um, so um, just to give you an idea um, there are a lot of kind of I'll say unspoken rules when it comes to anime um, most of your most of your fighting anime, um, and it doesn't matter whether it's sword fighting, um, samurai, mecha, you know, whatever. Um, for the most part, when it comes to, when it comes to fighting type anime shows, um, there's kind of an unspoken rule where the main character or hero is 
usually either one an idiot and um either he's an idiot he loves food um he's a pervert or he's just a natural born talent when it comes to fighting in that field of um expertise whether it's you know samurai fisticuffs martial arts whatever um but usually but usually the main character falls into one of those kind of categories um you know so um like for instance with luffy loves food kind of a natural fighter kind of an idiot not necessarily a total blockhead but the point is they usually lack common sense because of the fact that they're all their all their talent kind of goes to just being able to fight so um you know luffy's a prime example natsu from fairy tale is a prime example um I'll give credit to uh my man um from Demon Slayer though. He's actually really smart. Um I do like that about him. And um who else is there? Uh of course Goku from Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z. He's your classic idiot um so to speak. Um I'm trying to think of some others, but yeah, like for the most part, like I said, in a lot of your big ones, like I said, that usually tends to tends, tends to happen. Now, of course, there's always there's always ex- ex- exceptions to the rules. Um, like I said, Demon the Demon the main character from Demon Slayer, he's not an idiot. Um, I do like that about him. Um, in my opinion, the main character from uh, the hero from Sword Online, um, he's not an idiot, but he does fall into um, a different kind of trend. I. I, well, I guess you call it a trend. Not, I don't even call it a trend, really. But um, in my opinion, he's he's a kind of dumbed down version of Ichigo from Bleach, because there's the the also um there's also the other trend of the hero will tend to blame themselves for their lack of I guess decision making and action towards make towards towards making a decision um to to help save lives. So, like, for instance, the running thing with with um, Ichigo has always been, like, it's like he kind of always tends to placate down to the level of his enemy. And then and then when he needs to ramp up, it's like, oh, I need to actually, you know, give it my all. And then he tends to do it too late. And if someone gets hurt or almost dies or does die or something, something like that. So, um, the hero from Sword Online, he, t- he tends to have that same kind of problem. He'll kind of placate down to his enemy um even though most of the time he can beat his he can beat his enemy in like maybe five or ten minutes or five or ten moves but he tends to try to not necessarily hold back but he tends to kind of test the water to see what he's actually fighting up against which ends up backfiring a lot of times so he ends up blaming himself for a lot of things that somewhat isn't really in his control but it kind of is um but anyway getting back to the point um so there are a lot of trends that you see in a lot of anime, especially with fighting ones. Um, and so with these anime that I picked out for you um, to give a shout out, to give a shout, to give a, a quick look at. Um, the first one I want to start off with is one that I was fascinated by. It actually start, I, I first saw it on the old school Toonami um i can't remember if it was tsunami or adult swim one of the two but um but it came on one of the um one of those 
um, basically lineups, whatever, back in the day. Um, and it's called Immortal Grand Prix or IGP, IGPX. Um, this show is this show is half Gundam, half fighting. Um, I would put it more in the Zoids category. But basically what it's about is there's a new kind of sport. And it's basically the future. It's like set in like I think 2034 or something like that. But basically um, in the future there's this new sport where where basically people take these kind of exoskeleton Gundams. Because they're not really Gundams. They're just like, like if you took literally like the skeleton of a Gundam, that's basically what they were. Like it's literally just a kind of bare bones version of a Gundam and they take these things and scale them down to make them more towards speed because they race with them they race but even though they're racing they can still fight in the machines so um usually usually the way the team is divided up is there's like one main you have your star racer your main kind of guy and then your two others who are your helpers are mainly your defenders. They're, they're mainly set to help defend you from all from the other three who are tr- trying to you know knock you off, attack you, whatever like that. Um, but the um, but the whole goal is to basically go down this track and be the first ones to clear it. So if you clear it first, then you end up winning the match. And of course, the whole goal is to win the championship. So um, that's pretty much the general speech. The general um, idea behind the show. Um, the main character's name. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, give me one second to look it up. Okay. So the main character's name is Takashi Gino. Um, so he is the star main. He's the star racer for the team. And then he has his... Um, one of his close friends and backups is this girl whose name is Liz Ricaro. And I believe the other support for her is Aoi Himawari. So these two, so these three are the main team behind this um um racing uh, this mecha racing team. And um the other characters are mostly their support, their um um What's the word? Mechanic, their support mechanic and other things like that. But um, Takashi is the main guy and he studies, um, I want to say either, I want to say he either studies like, not samurai, but like, um, um, something with a B. Um, no, okay, Kendo. I want to say he studies Kendo. He studies Kendo, um, at, um, either either through his family training, whatever, like family tradition, or he studies about it on his own. I can't remember which, but he studies Kendo and he kind of incorporates that fighting style into the racing track. So oftentimes you'll see him doing things like that on the racing track against certain opponents, and so, but that's basically the show. Um, like I said, it's a nice little show. Mostly about racing, a little bit of fighting, not really too gory or anything. Um, like I said, I don't think anybody really dies in the show or anything like that. So you get a good sense of um, how anime kind of is and um, being able to see a good story develop with these characters um, that are in the show. So that's, that's the first one I want to talk about. 
Um, the second one is a really good romance one that I have to give credit to one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, she put me on this on this show. Um, she had found it and then mentioned it as something we should watch. And I ended up watching it, not knowing what to expect. And I was surprised that it was actually a really good romance story. And um, one of the best ways, one of the best types of shows that I would recommend to someone um, who wants to try and try anime for the first time is a romance or a slice of life type of type of show, um, which basically means, of course, romance meaning love story. But slice of life basically means it's more closer to an everyday kind of similar lifestyle type of show. So like oftentimes that's um, students who go to school. Um, you'll see basically, basically you'll see the characters go to school, like, like if they're students, like, like, like if the young kids, students, they'll go to school more times than often. So most of the story takes place at, at their school. Um, or you'll see them actually go from school to home and have, have a bit of a home life and things like that. So, um, those are the kind of shows that you really want to try and look at. Um, if you're just trying out anime for the first time, usually something like that is more of a good is a is a more gentle way to kind of jump into anime rather than going head first into some of the either darker horror or fighting type of shows because those can sometimes go left real quick and oftentimes it can leave you either scratching your head saying what that what just happened like why all of a sudden did we just go from like a kind of happy-go-lucky show to oh my god this guy's arm just got cut off um <laughs> Or, you know, even worse, um, which is in my opinion, which is we can be even worse, is when the story just kind of gets totally left behind. Like, um, you know, all of a sudden you're doing one thing in one kind of area and then all of a sudden it just is like we're in a different dimension and people are changing shapes and colors. And all of a sudden it's like, why did like what happened to the story? Why all of a sudden did we just go left? So um Oftentimes that can happen and be confusing. And if you're not kind of used to the flow or see the trends, then you can oftentimes feel like, you know, it can put you off and be like, this is not really for me. And then make you feel like this is, happens more often than it does. And it actually doesn't. So um, it could just be a certain thing that goes in that in that kind of show or a certain trait from that um, author or creator, um, anime director or whatever. But um, point is, though, going back to the show. So. Kimi D. Todeka, Todeke. This is a really good romance show. And it's, um, I don't know how popular it is or how popular it became, but for me, it was a bit on the, for me, it felt like it was a bit on the radar. I don't, I've never heard any people talk about it, but it's a really, really good romance story. Basically, the main character is a girl named Kurunoma Sabako. And they off, and she's nicknamed Sadako. Because she looks like a Chinese doll, but she looks, but because of the way she has, but because of the way she, her body, um, like, 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 because of the way her body tends to look as far as her body language goes, um, she, she's nicknamed Sadako because she looks like the girl from the ring, like the, like the actual horror girl from the ring. So, <laughs> um, so they oftentimes call her Sadako, at, you know, to go towards that, but um but she but her name is Sawako and she's really smart, really bright, just really really shy. Um doesn't really like to associate with a lot of people that much. Um she has a crush on like the most popular dude in the school 
And, you know, she's, you know, and for her, it's like, that's just, you know, a pipe dream. It's not even, it's not like, it's not even a dream dream. It's, it's a pipe dream in a dream. So um, for her, it's just, you know, a challenge to even be understood as far as what she says and what she means and things like that. And the show starts off with her mostly being bullied from these two girls. And eventually, um, a, a whole misup, a whole mishap happens to where um, this big confusion thing happens. And the guy that she has a crush on basically tends, basically starts to, to stand up for her. And um, because of that, everyone starts to kind of take her a bit more seriously as far as, you know, what she says and what she does. And it leads to her basically starting to find a voice for herself and standing up for herself and then ending and then ending up, um, you know, starting to have friends like real genuine friends. And so you really see this girl go from a literal innocence, nobody um, who's not even really necessarily a geek or anything. She's just, just a, she's just a girl who's shy and quiet and constantly gets bullied to not, not necessarily a popular girl, but she becomes, you know, a, she becomes, you know, a proud woman who stands up for herself and has a voice and ends up falling in love and ends up getting a boyfriend. So, um, but it's a really good show. I highly recommend to those who, um, for one, if you just love anime, period, but also for those who have never watched anime and just looking for something, a nice story to, to look at, a nice show to look at, to try, to try and start off um, with. Um, the third show that I want to bring up is, um, and I had a hard time picking one because um, just to give a sneak peek to my future episodes, um, I'm going to do an episode later um that is a cross that the hints on the crosses between where manga and anime where anime where manga ends and anime begins um so um because a lot of shows do start or come from mangas come from the manga which is basically the book version of anime um so because of that I was trying to trying to save some of those top those picks for later so I end up choosing Special A. Now, Special A, and I'm not saying I picked this one because it doesn't have a manga. I, I, I'm pretty sure it has a manga. It's just I didn't read it. I, I watched an anime. Before, you know, I watched the anime. I didn't, I didn't read the manga. So, excuse me. So Special A is a really, I'll say, cute, funny. It's a cute, funny type of show because... It's more comedy than actual romance. Um, it's more comedy slice of life, in my opinion. There is romance in it, but it's not it's not thrown in your face the whole topic of the show. Um, it's more of a subtle type romance and things like that. But it's mostly a slice of life um, comedy type of anime show. And so the show is about a girl whose name is Hikari Hanazono. And she, in all her life, she's like, you know, kind of been like number one at everything. Like she's, she's like really good at sports, really good at athletics, really good at um, academics. You know, she's like the best at a lot of things that she does. But there's this one person who, no matter what she does, he can, he can beat her at it. And his, let me see if I can find his name. Um... 
K. I'm sorry. His name is K Takashima. So K is is basically her is basically her sworn rival. And so throughout the show, um, she's always trying to do something to challenge K to to try and beat him at. And you know, so that's mostly the whole show. You know, basically about her challenging him to certain things and the life that they that 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 the two of them kind of have because the um the reason why the show is called special a is because the two the two of them go to school where it's um where basically the top of the top top of the, like the top 5 like basically the top 10 students are basically put in this in a, in a special class called special a and they're basically the best students like in the country so and in order for them to actually stay in the class, they have to keep their test grades up to a certain to a certain standard. If they actually fall, then they end up getting kicked out of the class. Um, so but they're but, but but so 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 two of them are in this class with a bunch of other students who are really, really smart and really, really, you know, um, in a sense, geniuses as well. So it's a it's a show of about them, about their life at the school, the things they do, the kind of misadventures they get involved in, um, which is all hilarious and funny. But it's a really it's a really, really good show to watch just to get, um, you know, to, to kind of dip your toes and to see a kind of slice of life comedy type of show to be able to get your um, feelings on and, and to see the development between Akari and Kay and, the, and, and how the two of them kind of go back and forth with their um challenges and things like that. So um those are my three shows that I wanted to talk about to you guys to give you an, an idea to hint at for, you know, in case you're trying to get somebody involved in anime or you want to try and pick a show that you think might be a good show. Um oftentimes I know a lot of people point to the classics like Sailor Moon or um Tenchi Muyo or Dragon Ball Z, you know, for like, you know, people to, you know, to try and pick up a show or oftentimes they'll go to the popular shows, the new, the new popular shows, um, from Bleach to One Piece to Sword Art Online to Demon Slayer to, um, what's another of the top ones? Oh yeah, My Hero Academia. Um, you know, a lot of people will go to, the, to try and put those kind of names on them, but here, I want to try and put some more shows on you that aren't so popular, aren't so quick off the tongue, um, but are still really good stories and really good shows and have uh, and have a lot of depth in the characters that are in the show. Um, so that'll, so that'll wrap up this part of the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go now into my highlighted um, show for today. And that show is The Law of Ueki. Okay. So today's episode that I wanted to highlight, well, today's show I wanted to highlight is called The Law of Ueki. This was probably, when I saw it, it was automatically my top five. Since then, I have other shows in my top five and it's been booted down probably to my top 15-ish, but it's still one of my top favorite shows, like of all time. Um, uh, This show, I love it because, as I mentioned earlier in my my, my podcast about how live fighting type shows have certain rules and things like that, Um, I love shows that one thing that I love most about shows is when shows are created that break the mold of a trend that I see in anime. Um, One of them being like the main character being an idiot 
or loving food or something or something along those lines. Um, I love when the main character is goes against the grain of what a lot of main characters are like in an anime show. So, and this one fits the bill to the T. Um, so, Love Ueki. Let me get to the synopsis real quick because I have. Um, I want to be able to give you some information about the show. So, Love Ueki, um, the main student, the main character's name is Kosuke Ueki. And he's a, he's basically a junior high a high school student, so a middle school student. And basically, in episode one, he is um, in the park planting some trees, sweeping up the ground area, cleaning up, basically cleaning up the park type area. And these three bullies, or um, I don't want to say criminals, they're, they're mostly just like petty, mostly just petty bullies, like bullies slash. Um, I can't remember the term for them, but um, delinquents. That's what it is, delinquents. So they, um, so he's so like three delinquent slash bully guys come up to him and basically want to try and get revenge on him because apparently he got he had the cops um, chase them around or whatever earlier before the show started. So they're trying to rough him up, and he basically is able to just straight up whoop their behinds um, easily um, with a broom, and so. Um, and then when one of them basically breaks the broom um, to try and get him, try and get at him, he takes the end piece of the broom, and which is a little basically wooden stick piece, and all of a sudden turns into basically like a huge tree trunk, and he smacks him with it. And so this little girl is watching in the corner. Her name is Maury, and she turns around. She's like, "Ah, I see you. You you are an, you're an alien. I know it. You're an alien." And I'm like, and you're just like, really? And out of all things, you're going to say he's an alien. So, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, she calls him an alien, says, you know, I, I know you're an alien. And then all of a sudden this guy that's in the tree, that's, that's standing in this tree, um, not in the one he made, but in the, um, not the one that Ueki made, but in the actual tree, um, this guy singing this tree and he's actually a teacher at the school and he's also a celestial being, um, they basically define him as a celestial king candidate, but he's basically a celestial being. So he basically tells him, and his name is, um, I think it's Kosaba. His name is Mr. Kosaba, but um, they basically just call him Mr. K. So let me see. Kobayashi. I'm sorry. No, wait, is that? Yeah, Kobayashi, or AKA Mr. K. So. Um, Kobayashi is basically, um, is basically Ueki's, um, guardian in a sense. He's, he's his guardian slash a porter. So, because basically what you find out is Ueki, um, the, um, uh, Mr. K basically approached Ueki saying, Hey, I can give you, I can give you special power. If you want it, just, you know, whatever power you want, just tell me what it is and yeah, give it to you. And he's just like, nah, I don't really care for it. I don't want no power. And he's like, really? Like, 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 like you know, let's, you know, I mean, come on, look, you, you, you can do amazing things like this. And he, ta- and he points his hand over at this tree and blows it up. And then um, he's like, see, I bet you're amazing. And then Weki walks over to the tree and he's like, hey, do you have power that can fix this? And he's like, yeah, here. And he's like, all right, sure, let me borrow it. So he borrows the power to basically fix the tree, puts his hand over the tree, and it's, and it's fixed. And it, it turns back into a fully shaped, you know, fully 
um, perfectly looking tree. And so he and the, and the and K is like, you know, hey, that it, like like see, that's the power to that's the power to turn trash into into trees. And then he was like, okay, well, since and, and Wiki's like, well, 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 since well, since you want to give me a power, I'll just I'll just, I'll just keep this one. And then he basically just runs off because he has other things to do. And so he ends up taking this power and then he's like, and and then, you know, Mr. K is like, really? Like, you're just going to take this weak power that basically, you know, just because I gave it to you for like, for like no reason, out of everything you could have chosen, you chose this one. So he's like, all right, well, whatever. So then, um, so then he basically wants to go ahead and give Ueki a test to see, um, if he really is a righteous person, because this, this basically, this um, basically, he's in a tournament, and after he basically picked this power, he became a candidate to be in this tournament. So this tournament is really about actually Mr. K, not about Ueki, because um, there's, I believe, I, I believe they said ten or twelve um, celestial beings or celestial king candidates that are um, being considered to become the next celestial king. So. Um, in order, but in order to become the next celestial king, they have to basically pick a human, specifically for some reason, a junior high school candidate, a junior high school student candidate, and give them a power, and then they have to use their power against the other junior middle school, junior middle, junior high school students um, that are king that are been have been chosen with powers to fight, basically fight into a tournament, uh, basically to a, to a, an elimination style tournament until there's only one left, and then whoever that person's can you know person's candidate is wins the whole thing and, and becomes a king so what's in it for the junior high school students though is they basically get this thing called the blank talent and the blank talent allows them to basically basically it's basically the golden it's basically the ultimate shinron wish um because you can basically wish for anything um but unlike well actually scratch that i'll i'll say it's more like the ultra dragon ball z um, dragon, the 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 space dragon, the one where there's no limits to it. You can wish for anything, literally anything. Um, with no limits. So it's basically so it's basically similar to that. Um, so you're able. So that's what's in it for them. So he basically wants. So he so his thing is, I want to make sure that whoever I pick is a righteous person that actually has good morals and good values, and isn't gonna be, And if they do win, isn't gonna basically take this wish and, and abuse it and become some you know diplomatic evil ruler whatever like that yada 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 so he gives him this test to basically see if he's willing to basically sacrifice because because according to one of the rules is if he uses his, if if Ueki uses his power against a normal person um for any reason he loses basically a talent of his personality so for and and so like for instance when he used it against the um the delinquents earlier he uh, the, the talent he lost was basically his likability towards girls. So now, whenever he's around girls, they just auto, they just automatically want to basically fight him or him or whatever or find him deplorable because of the fact that he now has a dis automatic dislike towards girls coming from him. So, um, so he basically wants to know: Are you willing to basically, you know, basically keep? Are you like 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 basically are you willing to sacrifice things for yourself? For the greater good, like, are you willing to sacrifice things that 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 are key to you, important to you, to for the greater good? Because if he runs out of talents, um, if if he ever runs out of out of, out of these out of, out of these personality um personality talents, if he ever runs out of them, he ends up dying. Like he ends up dying to the point where he basically doesn't exist. Like he just vanquished, he just vanishes to nothing. 
So, um, so the idea is, are you willing to sacrifice in order for, you know, in order for the greater good, things like that. And basically he ends up going to this trial. I won't spoil it for you guys if you have to decide to watch this show. So watch the show to see what the trial is. But he he does end up passing. So um, after he kind of passes the test, so to speak, um, you know, he basically, you know, Kay decides, okay, I'm going I'm to go with this guy as my pupil, you know, as my chosen, you know, chosen pick, whatever, for this tournament. And so... Um, and so he, and, and so Yueki is becomes the, you know, the, the chosen person for his tournament, whatever. And the reason why, um, what, what, what got me into this show so much was the main character Yueki's power. Because oftentimes when you think about like how many, like, like I'm pretty sure at one point in your life, you've thought to yourself, you know what, if I had one wish, what power would I wish for? You know, a lot of people probably say teleportation, flying. Um, you know, if you're an anime person, you probably think about, you know, Dragon Ball Z powers or fairy tale powers or um what's my show? Uh or um like Avatar, um like Ava- like 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 Avatar Airbender type powers and something like that, like 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 element bending powers, earth, fire, water or air. Um, you know, you probably think about, you probably think about something like that. This dude, first of all, didn't even want a power, but the power that he ended up taking was a power that turns trash into treasure. And so anything that gets thrown away or is discarded, he can turn it basically into my, my bad, not trash to treasure, trash into trees. So anything that gets discarded or thrown away, he can turn it basically into a tree, a tree trunk, an actual, a full length tree, just tree roots leaves like anything that's part of the tree you can turn you can turn into a tree and so you and so you're sitting thinking in your head like how are you going to use this power because there's there's guys that you know have very very unique powers in this show very very unique powers and that's one and, and, and that's one thing that's one thing that, that drew me into it because not only does the main character have a unique power but a lot of, a lot of the guys he fights a lot of the villains have have very very unique powers and a lot of them are powers that, that you are that and, and some are the classic powers that you that you, that you think of that you would th- that you would think to use. And so you're sitting there like, man, if I could destroy anything, you know, with, 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 with a thought, you know, how how am I how are you gonna basically defeat this guy that can destroy anything with a thought? Like with like, like a mere thought, I, I I can destroy this, I can destroy that. How are you gonna defeat that with turning trash into tra- and trash trash into trees? You know, so it speaks to the level of creativity that, that, that the main character has, how he how he goes about winning his fights. How he goes about fighting, how he has to use his powers, how he learns to evolve his powers. Um, so it's it's a very very good show, a very very um, awesome kind of fight show that's very unique. Not not too um, not really too close to um, some of the trends that you see in fighting type shows. You know, like I said mentioned before with the um, dumbed down characters and things like that. Um, none of that really, not much of that is in this show. Um, but it's, it's a very, very good show. I highly recommend it to anyone who has not seen it before. Um, and, and again, this is another one that I feel like is a good matchup for those who have never seen it, um, or ne- or have never watched anime before either. Um, there's not too, there's not really blood or gore. You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember there being too much blood and gore in this type of show. It's not really gory. Um, I do think there is blood because of course the fights do get pretty serious. But other than that, I mean, it's not like you see someone's arm get chopped off or you see, you know, some intestines come spilling out, something like that. It's not 
that to that level. I don't, at least, at, at least I don't remember being that to that level. But anyway, um, I should wrap this up and say, um, this is like I said, this is one of my favorite shows. Um, I can't say where it, where it levels out at because I've watched so many and I've forgotten so many. But in my heart, it's like top fifteen um, at the very least. At the very least, top fifteen. Um, Ten is probably pushing it because of so many other shows that have come out since this one's came out. But um, it's it's definitely up there as far as a very good story, a very a lot of good characters. A lot of good fights, um, some very good villains, and even some very good rivals that to, um, to, to Ueki. So um, I highly recommend this show to all of you guys. I hope you take a look at it and give it a watch. Um, if you do, drop a like, let me know, and um, I will catch you guys on the other side. Sayonara. Let me